There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive-through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at bullrunfestivaloflights.com. That's bullrunfestivaloflights.com. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Now, with those same hands, can you bless your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Now, if that was for Luther McKinstry, that would be okay, but this is for your Lord of Lords and your King of Kings, the very one who woke you up this morning and started you on your way. Put your hands together in this place. Lift your voice like a trumpet. Because let me help you out. Psalm 76, you can stay right there. Psalm 76 says, it says, in Judah, God is known. And when you make God known in your praise, it says he breaks the very arrow, the very thing that's tried to been shooting at you. He breaks the very bow, the very thing they've been using to attack you with. It breaks the sword. So that way you can go from from on defense to offense and it breaks the shield. And then it says it turns your battle around. Tonight, this next praise is getting ready to break the every attack of the enemy that's been trying to attack you for these past few months where he's going to break the very bow. He's getting ready to break the, the, the very seal, the very sword, and look at your neighbor and say, he's going to turn my battle around. Because when Bishop told you to turn around, you just didn't turn around for your situation. You just turned your battle, the very fight that you was in, you turned it around. Now, I'm going to give you one more chance to put your hands together in this place Lift your voice like a trumpet and give God an undignified praise. (laughs) 
Lift your voice like a trumpet. Some of you look like you need a breakthrough tonight. Father, I thank you now for this time tonight that you have set before the foundation of this world. And Father, first of all, I want to tell you thank you. Thank you for just who you are. Father, I thank you for the angel of this house. I thank you for Bishop Foreman even right now. And now, Lord, bless him indeed. Enlarge his territory. Now, Father, I thank you even right now for your people that are here today. And I thank you, Lord, because you know I'm blessed when your people are blessed. And Father, I ask you to bless them like never before. Now, Father, I thank you now because it's not about a Luther McKinstry thing, but it's about you. So I remove myself from the equation. Lord, I decrease that you may increase. Lord, allow your blood to prevail and speak for us even right now. Now, Father, I thank you even right now for what you're doing in the midst of us. And I thank you now, Father. I thank you even right now, anoint me afresh. Father, allow me to hear like Samuel, the mouth of Elijah, the double portion of Elisha, the works of Moses, and see like Ezekiel. I thank you for using me as your prophet. Father, as your people open up their spirit, allow mine to connect with theirs. I thank you even right now for sensitizing my ear while my ear is pressed to your mouth. And I thank you now that the words I speak shall be spirit and shall and will create life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can you put your hands together one more time? Now, can you put your hands together for your pastor, my brother? Yo, Bishop, come on, let's give it to the set man of God. You know, consistency is the key. And one thing that I, ha I told you before, I have a lot of um, preaching friends, but I have a few covenant brothers. And one thing about your pastor, your bishop, is he has been a consistent brother in my life. And I thank God for him. Because you don't know how lonely a road is being a pastor. Come on, put your hands together. And for my other brother, we was connected through the Father's house from our father, Bishop Eddie Long. Thank God for Apostle Aiken and, and um, Pastor Mays and also the pastor from the Ministerial Alliance. And Apostle Bixby, I see you here tonight. Thank you for coming tonight. And, and, and to you, my brothers and sisters, and creation in Christ. And I want to thank one other special guest, and that's Jesus Christ himself. Today, as I was asking the Lord, and then I was on the plane, 
in the last few days, and I was concentrating. Y'all can sit down. I'm just you can play softly with strings. Um, Bishop, I want to share this with you tonight. Um, thank you, sir. Um, I want to share with you this tonight because the the when the Lord told me, and as He shared with me, and He told me to share with you. What happened is he says, tell him, go and lift the stigma of the name that the people try to say concerning you. Now, I kept hearing, when I kept hearing, and I kept hearing chatter. It's like, because you know I don't know nobody here in the city. When I said chatter, I mean they're trying to discredit you because of where you're getting ready to go. To the point where people don't want you to be, they didn't want their friends, their families connected to you because they don't understand order. Anything that's outside of their comfort zone, they will call it an occult. And the Lord told me to tell you that he's going to lift it. And he also told me to tell you that the other three pastors who put their mouth on you to try to say it. He says, now judgment just hit their land. He says, the words just came back and reversed even to them. The Lord says, he says to me when I was pulling up, he says, tell Bishop to look again, look again, look again. I said, Lord, what do you mean? He says, look again because the land is there. He says, look again. Look again. Look again. Because it has to be, it's, it, because it's there is because I don't know why I kept seeing and hearing an accredited college, Bible school. The Lord says, because of you raising up soldiers for, see, what is happening is we have a lost millennial group who has lost the reverence of church. And he said, the Lord says, tell him because he shows them how to not only reverence the church, but reverence the man of God. And he says, because that, that as they follow you, as you follow Christ, I kept seeing a breaking of a day that just happened in this place. The statement is just not a catchy phrase when you tell them palms up. He said it's not that. He says it is a prophetic declaration that the Lord says I had angels already in position. He was just waiting from the hearken of their voices. You're going to look at one thing with finances that's not going to reflect what you need. 
But the Lord says, tell him that I've already sinned. And I literally seen 10 families that's getting ready to be added quickly. And the Lord says, tell him they're getting ready to write the check. Listen. The Lord told me to tell you this tonight, and he shared this. He says, tell him there's going to be an unusual revival that's getting ready to take place in this church. And in this revival, it's it, see, it's just not now as far as from this conference. He says, this is going to be a real harvest revival. This is what he said. As like the month of October represents in the natural harvest. The Lord says there is some things that he owes and has to pay back to your people because of their faithfulness, because they held on to every word that came out of your mouth. This is what the Lord told me to tell you. You have uh, you have seed time and you have harvest time. The Lord says, tell Bishop tonight and tell the church that seed time and harvest time is getting ready to kiss. Get this. The Lord says, I'm already taking out the time. He says, I took in time out and now it's getting ready to kiss. You're getting ready to see promotion. You're getting ready to see increase. And it's getting ready to start with you. Let me tell you how it's getting ready to start. I literally seen three contracts earlier when I was sitting with you. I got quiet at the table, Bishop Aikman. I got quiet at the table because I seen three contracts. And in these three contracts I seen, I, I said, ask the Lord. When I got back to the hotel, I said, what was the meaning of it? The Lord says, tell him his consultant firm. I seen a consultant firm. Does that make any sense to you right now? He says, I seen it. And this consultant firm is just not for the church. He says, there are business owners that's getting ready to sort you out alongside with the church. Consulting the consultant firm. You told the Lord, you says, Lord, you gave me an assignment here in Denver, and I'm in your prayer closet time. And the Lord said, you, you, you asked the Lord concerning you did not have the, the help that you needed. I'm not discrediting the leaders. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. You're talking about the help that you need that's going to carry on the word that's going to be able to stand in your stead to preach. I don't know. <laughs> yes, Lord, I hear you. I don't know why I kept seeing sitting there on some transition that's getting ready to happen, but it's getting ready to happen. And the Lord says, tell him I'm going to settle it before the end of this year. I'm getting ready to make room. He said, because the gift is getting ready to come because the need is for you was getting ready to happen. 
because not just because of the of the other harvest churches that's getting ready to, to spring up. He said it's because you are the pastor of pastors and you got to you got to heal and help pastors on what you've been called. The Lord said to told me to tell you as more see Harvest Church, let me share something with you. Your bailout program has nothing to do about the government, what the government does for you. Your bailout program is connected right here. The, the Bible says the blessing flows from the head down. From the beard to the garments. And if you want to get technical, that your leader ought to be the highest paid person than an individual that's in this place. Because every time he buys property, each and every one of you who is not a homeowner, all of a sudden you're going to have favor like never before. Where you don't have favor to purchase a car, he purchases a new car, favor. Look at your neighbor and say favor. Your favor is connected to your leader. It's not connected to a Trump. It's not connected to a governor. But it's connected to the set mouth. But see, what happens is when you leave prematurely, then you abort what God has for you. And the Lord told me to tell you, he says, not only what the, what the family's getting ready to come, he said this. You have the lost coin. You have the ones who's lost in the house. You have the lost sheep. But then you have the prodigal son. The Lord says, concentrate on the loss. The Lord said, if you ever notice, I went after the lost, but not the ones who left. He says, concentrate on the loss. The left is getting ready to come back. But get this. They're coming bearing gifts. They're laying it at your feet. And to the point where they to the point where the Lord just told me to tell you what you thought that you had before. Now you're getting ready to bark on it like never before. You're going to see this transition that's getting ready to take place and happen. Because the Lord says, <laughs> he says, tell him because he written out the vision and made it plain. And because he read the vision out and made it plain and he had steps, steps by for weeks and months and how everything he, he said, the Lord says, tell him I just breathed on it. I just seen him just breathed on it. I just seen him breathed on it. I just seen him breathed on it. I just, I just seen him breathe on it. And the Lord says, once you see this going to take place, he's the Lord says, I'm getting ready to do it for you in your house like never before. And if you believe and receive that tonight, you touch my hand. And when he touches my hand, I want you to shabak on the God, what God's going to do for your bishop in this place.
Pastor Mays. You stress Thomas Mays. But why do I see Sylvester Mays? Who is Sylvester? Okay. Now that I got your attention, let me finish telling you what the Lord has told me to tell you. I'm just, just look at your neighbor and see you about to break the ice tonight. You about to break the ice. The Lord told me to tell you that he's going to give you an early birthday present. Because when is the election time? It's November 5th. But November is a significant month for you, though, ain't it? Oh, it's November. Yeah, yeah. That's how we do in Africa. We put the mics to their mouth. You let you know the prophet is off. <laughs> November is a significant month to you? Oh, what is November to you? 22nd. Yes. So, let me tell you what's getting ready to take place. The Lord said, told me to tell you this. He said, uh, okay, here you go. This is going to make sense. You have a lot of people and pastors and leaders who believe in their prosperity teachers, people who have deliverance ministry and things like that. But the Lord said, when you were sitting up there speaking to me, the, I heard this the Lord saying, he says, he's a man of faith. To the point where people think that some of the things you say out of your mouth was outlandrous. Am I talking correctly? Because sometimes some people just say that's just maze talking, but it's been like that even all from your childhood. And the Lord told me to tell you this. The Lord says, tell him I'm going to breathe on him. And he says, tell him it's just going to be he not going to even scratch the surface come November was going to take place. The Lord says concerning the outcome, he says, no matter what the outcome. He says, the Lord says, tell him I'm with him right now. Let me, let me tell you what's going to happen. He said this. Some people, as they considered you an underdog, because they're trying to see where's your support. Even all the way down to endorsements. Am I yet talking correctly to you? The Lord says, he says, tell him that he's been endorsed by me. The Lord says, tell him I'm going to work aggressively for him. And the Lord told me to tell you there's going to be a phone call that you're going to get by this time next week. To the point where, see, the reason why they can't, they, they didn't, they, a lot of people back away from me, they didn't want to fool with you, is because they knew you was not going to play their game. Matter of fact, there was a situation not too long ago where you called a certain situation out where a certain thing that was taking place and happening that you seen, you said, uh-uh, that shouldn't be so. Am I yet talking correctly? Okay, the Lord told me to tell you because of your integrity, because of your walk, not only because of your faith, because of your prayer. Because you told the Lord, Lord, if you do it, for him, if you don't do it, you still God, no matter what. 
and you said, I know I heard from the Lord. I heard from the Lord. And you was like Peter that stepped out of the boat. The interesting thing is about Peter. When Peter stepped out of the boat, Peter did not walk on the water. I just messed some of y'all up. That's what the Bible said. Peter walked on water, right? That's what he said, right? The Bible said that, right? The Bible said Peter walked on the water, right? Peter didn't walk on the water. Peter said these words, Lord, if it is you, bid me to. Peter walked on his word. You've been walking on God's word. And you've been walking strong in these past six months because it seemed like there's been a whirlwind that's been coming to hit you. The Lord says, tell him I'm getting ready to ease the pain. And the Lord told me to tell you, wait for your phone call come next week and you're going to be able to come and tell me. Because the Lord says, tell him his help is on its way. Can y'all celebrate what God's getting ready to do for him? Because you're able to celebrate with somebody else. Apostle Aiken, I got to hit these pastors first. I'm getting ready to get to y'all. Apostle Aiken, uh, let me tell you something, man. It's very interesting. Your frustration is you've been asking the Lord, uh, is this where I'm supposed to be? Because you really wanted to pack your bags up and leave. Because you've been frustrated. Even to the point where the enemy tried to even attack you, even in your marriage, your household, and everything else. The Lord tried, the enemy tried to attack you concerning that even in your house. He tried to shake it up and turn it upside down. And to the point where uh, you started seeing things start to slip away and you kept asking the Lord. Matter of fact, you was trying to sit up there and look at some of the things and some things that I've done in the past. Am I, am I being, uh, uh, is the Lord getting me for it? No, it says, no, I, I'm not getting you for anything. Because the Lord says, I call him son. You've been questioning the Lord, especially the past five months. You know what I'm talking about? Am I talking it correctly? The Lord, you've been asking the Lord because to the point, your frustration to the point where you just want to walk away, not just ministry all alone, just even the preaching thing and said, let me just be a businessman. Am I yet talking correctly? The Lord says tonight, when I lay my hands on you, He says, tell him I've lifted the burden. I have lifted the burden. And I have given every shame, guilt, and disgrace. The Lord says, I have taken it away. He who have a laden burden. Hayataboshi. The Lord, I shall give you rest. And when I lay my hands on you, I'm laying both hands. It's called the filling of the hands. The only time you do that is when promotion takes place. I don't know why I see a move that's getting ready to take place and happen. 
but I see a geographical location move that's getting ready to take place. The Lord says, tell him I'm in it. When I lay my hands on him, I want you to celebrate what God is getting ready to do for him in his life. Come on, can you celebrate? Can you celebrate what God is getting ready to do? I keep seeing S-A-M-O-N-E. That is what? Hmm. Look at your name and say, go try to find that on Facebook. <laughs> huh? That, you won't find that on Facebook, huh? That's your middle name, huh? Mm-hmm. The Lord told me to tell you this. Because I've seen entrepreneurs over your head. But the thing is, what God placed in you concerning ministry is it's, 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 it's like, because what I'm getting ready to do, is this your member? Part of your leadership network. Because I can't lay hands on her while I'm getting ready to share. Only you can because you got to impart into her. Tonight, the Lord says this. When I was in prison, I was around every spirit that there was because I was able, I live with every spirit that there was. And I'm able to pinpoint things out. It may take me a minute to put my finger on it, but I live with every type of spirit there was. You have a spirit of discernment. And there's, uh, there is times when you even see people burdened and heavy where you, sometimes you just touch them on the back just to pray for them. Am I yet talking correctly? Okay. The Lord told me to tell you this. This delivers ministry that's getting ready to take place in your life because of the evangelists that's in you. The word that's in you is getting ready to release like never before. It's going to be like a prophetic utterance that's going to take place in your life. Bishop is going to lay hands on you, but there's going to be an activation that's going to take place. The Lord told me to tell you, and I kept seeing 501c3. I kept seeing fundings and monies that's going to take place. <laughs> yes, Lord, I hear you. Because I don't know why it's not in the life insurance. The Lord says, because you got to come back to what he has for you 
And he says, I'm getting ready to open up the door for you to take place and happen, even concerning ministry. I don't know why I kept hearing center. He says, it's going to be like a life center. What's going to take place? Because the Lord says you got to bring life back to certain folks. When Bishop lay hands on her, I want you to celebrate what God is getting ready to do. Let's be able to celebrate with somebody else. Lift your hands in this place. Lift your hands. <laughs> yes, Lord, I hear you. Lift your hands in this place. Let me tell you something, Harvest, because I did have I do have a word, but I want to share this with you because I have to move on with it. You have to understand the season that you're in. The problem is people don't understand their season that they're in. And when it changes, they're not prepared because they don't have the right stuff on for the season. Because if it's winter time and spring comes, you can't be out with your heavy coat on with your scarf. Look at your neighbor and say, understand your season. Harvest, you don't understand the season that you're getting ready to embark. What are you saying to me, prophet? Y'all have winners. That's, that's all well and good. Have, you have spring, summer, fall, and winter. Crazy part about it one time when I was in Ohio, that winter was over, and I was on my way to Buffalo, New York to preach. And it was the first day of spring on that Saturday. That Sunday morning when I got up for church, I looked outside, and it was snowing. And it was springtime. And I'm like, Winter didn't get his memo that his season was over. <laughs> but what happened was winter wanted to act up one more last time because he knew he had to go. Can I tell y'all something? The enemy wanted to act up one more last time. Because high five your neighbor and say, I'm in my due season. High five somebody else say, I'm in my due season. Make sure they're the right person that you're high fiving. <laughs> Let me read this in your, your hearing. And I'm getting ready to get out of here, and I got to minister to a couple more people because I know the clock is running. 
And when it came to pass, after these things, God did tempt Abraham and said to Abraham, behold, he said, behold, here I am. And he says, take now thy son, your seed, thy only seed, Isaac, whom thy love, get thee into the land of Mormon, offer him up to a burnt offering to one in the mountain. I would tell you, and Abraham rose up early in the morning, saddled his ass, and took two of the young men with him, and Isaac his son, a clay wood, burnt offering, and rose up and went to the place that God told him. And Abraham and the young man, Abraham said unto the young man, Abide here with the ass. And I and the lad will go yonder to worship and come back again. And Abraham took the wood and the burnt offering and came up to Isaac and his son and took the fire in his hand and the knife. And they both went together and Isaac spoke unto Abraham and says, Father, he said, he says, here I am, my son. He said, behold, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, my son, God will provide a lamb for the burnt offering. So they went together. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm looking for a miracle. And I'm expecting the impossible. Look at somebody else and say, neighbor, I'm looking for a miracle. And I'm expecting the impossible. Bishop, so many of us have been praying and asking God to move for us on our behalf. And it seemed like that the more and more that we pray, it seemed like that God has not answered us, not a word. And, and, and more you pray, you ask God, did I do anything in order for me and why God is not answering me? Well, can I tell you that you have to understand, even though that God has not answered you, he's still moving on your behalf. Okay. Can I tell you about the activities of a silent God? Let me, in Genesis 1, it says, God created the heaven and the earth, the earth without form and void, and darkness covered the earth. And, uh, and he, he hovered and, and he moved on the face of the earth. Then he spoke, let there be light. Uh, in the beginning, uh, the, uh, God created heaven and earth. The earth without form. Uh, things are not shaping up. Void. Something is missing. Darkness covered the earth. You cannot see no light at the end of the tunnel. But then God moved on the face of the earth. And then he spoke, let there be light. Uh, when you have, uh, when you have things not shaping up for you, when you got things missing, and you cannot see no light at the end of the tunnel, 
before God speak, he's already moved in your situation. The time that he moves, and by the time he had already spoke it, he's already moved in it and it's already done. Look at your neighbor and say, all you got to do is walk in it. So here, Abraham, Abram got a word. You're going to have a child. Me at this old age, he heard the word of God, but he couldn't see it. Many of y'all heard the word of God that your bishop speaks, but you can't see it. Okay, y'all me help you out a little bit. Uh, Zacharias, he... He, he heard the word of God. He was going to have a child, but he couldn't see it. Mary got a word. She was going to have a child, but she couldn't see it. I'm prophesying to y'all tonight. The very words that Bishop had been prophesying over y'all life, within the next 30 days, you're going to start seeing things start to unfold like never before. You are getting ready to see it. Yeah. Soon, then Abram, he got frustrated. Him and his wife, because his word that he got wasn't performing enough, so he decided to put his hand in it. Sound like some of y'all. All of a sudden, you want to put your hand in it. See, Sometimes when you get a word from God, sometimes you have to anticipate or there's some words you have to par participate. Say anticipate. Participate. When, when Mary got a word, all she had to do was anticipate. The Lord was going to come and see her. But when Abram had got a word, he had to participate. <laughs> so... His wife said to him, here, take my handmaid. And he went and had a child, get this, that was not the promise. But when God finally moved, all of a sudden, he got the promise. But get this, the thing that he got out of from the will of God end up messing with his promise. <laughs> you wonder why you begin having some hard times when God has blessed you? It's because you have put your hand in some things you had no business putting your hand in. Look at your neighbor and say, keep your hands out of it. Keep your hands out of it. Yes, Lord, I hear you. See, not only got to keep your hands out of it, you also got to keep your mouth off the bishop. Even that there's some things that you don't like and you don't understand, uh, uh, all you got to do is put prayer on it. When they called the prophet bald-headed, when they put their mouth on him, 
two she-bears jumped out of the woods and devoured them. You're not going to understand until everything starts to get devoured out of you when you put your mouth on your leader. Look at your neighbor and say, not only keep your hands off of it, keep your mouth too. So here, so here, so here, so here I'm rushing along with it. So here, it was messing with the promise, so she went to Abel. She said, look, this boy of yours, is messing with the promised child. The other one, you got to cut him loose. Send him away. The Lord came to him and he said to him, listen to her. Send him away. Get this, Frank. He says, but you better not cry. In other words, there's some things that y'all need to cut loose that you got to let go. But guess what? You better not cry. Look at your neighbor and say, let it go. Let, let, let it go. So here, then the Lord came back to him and says, Abram, your seed. Only seed. Give him back to me. He said, sacrifice him. Wait a minute, Lord. Is he bipolar or something? You, you just gave him to me. So the Bible says that, come here, man. Okay. Stand right here. No, stand right here. Face everybody. Stand right there. Come here. No, no, come here. Come here. The Bible says that he took two lads with him and he saddled up his ass. And he went to the place where God was getting ready to show him. And he had the kid with him. Hey, go, Bishop. You don't, you don't like this. He says, Look, y'all. He says, I need y'all to stay right here with the ass. Because you can't come with me where God's getting ready to take you. Because you're not going to understand it. And all you're going to do is try to talk me out of it. And I don't need nobody with no simulac on their breath to try to talk me out what God has for me to do. But you stay back with the ass. See, the problem is, y'all got too many of the wrong people with you that has no business going with you where God is getting ready to take you. So they got to know how to stay back with the... Y'all get that later on when you get home tonight. So as he went ready to go, Take y'all. As he took his son, they was climbing up the mountain, the rough side of the mountain. But before he left, get this, hold on. I wouldn't move too fast. He told the two, he says, when I want y'all to stay here, the lad and I 
are on our way to worship. The Lord told him to sacrifice him. He says, no, we're on our way to, but we'll be right back. You don't understand how to change your circumstances. Because of what came out of his mouth, it changed his circumstances. That's why you got to be very careful what comes out of your The Bible says, it don't say life and death. It says death and life is the power of the tongue. And in other words, you got to kill some things first in order for you to bring it to life. And, and, and Pastor Aker, you'll love this, but the, word, but, the, but the word power in there, they always try to, try to associate it with the Greek word meaning deutimus. But that's not what that word means. It means yod. Uh, and, and in other words, what you don't understand, there are some things that you don't have to go to God for to change because you got the power in your hand to change it by your mouth. Because that word power means yod means in a man's hand. So death and life is in the power of your hand. How your bishop says, hands up. So when he was climbing up the rough side of the mountain, some of y'all say, uh, but he should have told the mountain to be removed. No, there is some mountains you're going to yet have to climb. But what he didn't understand, that while he was climbing up on one side of the mountain, his miracle was coming up on the other side. Some of you look me kind of funny. He did not see it until it got caught up in the bush. So that means it had to come from another direction. Look at your neighbor and say, my blessing is on this way. My, my blessing is on this way. So, so, because I know he was climbing up the mountain. Say, Lord, you want to change some things. Because I... I got to come back home with this boy because I don't want to hear this woman's mouth. I ran out of my prescription of Viagra. Lord, you have to help me here. So here, I thought I had a real church up in here tonight. And as he was climbing up the side of the mountain, And she look at your neighbor and says, you're climbing upside the mountain. I need somebody here tonight. I'm looking for the right person tonight so y'all can see exactly what I'm talking about. Little man, come here. Yeah, come here. No, 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 no. Just want to sit down. You look like you're interested in what I'm talking about tonight. Come here, man. Come here. Come here, cool breeze. This is the only time you get to lay down in church. <laughs> lay down. Lay down. No, no. Lay down this way. And the Bible says, 
as he positioned his son. See, you got to know how to make the right posture. The Bible says when he positioned his son, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it. I'm in this mental space right now. But I need for you to move for me. Have any of y'all got a, I need you right now, prayer? If you do, you got to know how to position yourself. It's going to bless you. As he positioned himself. You know how some of you, you come to church, and you just don't feel like praising him. Because you've been through hell all week long. You did not know how in the world that God is going to do it for you. And, and you don't feel like praising him. And you, hopefully your neighbor will praise him for you. You go through the motions. And you need a word from the Lord. But he positioned himself. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to position yourself. But... The moment, Abram, that Abram lifted up his hand. <laughs> Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it. The moment he lifted up his hand. Lord, I don't feel like it. But Lord, the moment he lifted up his hand. Y'all going to catch it in a second. Lord, I don't know how you're going to make a way out of no way. The moment he lifted up his hand. Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it for me. The moment he lifted up his hand, I don't know I'm going to pay my bills, but in the moment he lifted up his hand. See, you don't understand. The moment that you lift up your hands, the moment that you open up your mouth, the moment you know how to give God the most undignified praise, The Bible says that the angel came and said, hold on, wait a second. The Lord knows that you love him. He says, not only, he says, but he's going to multiply your seed. And he's going to hold the gates of the enemy. Because the moment that he lifted up his hand. Thank you. Thank you, Isaac. Thank you. See, he go. This is how we hold it. He lifted up his eyes. He didn't say that it was a, a lamb in the bush. It said it was a. There you go. It's going to bless y'all, and I'm going to close with this. You don't have to understand. You don't have to understand something. The son says, he's, he's told his son, the Lord's going to provide a lamb for the sacrifice. But the Lord provided a ram 
Because you have to understand, a ram is a seed bearer. <laughs> it can reproduce itself. The Lord says, tell harvest, I got a ram for them. That the blessing just don't stop at one place. That their cup is getting ready to run. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, let me tell you this. If you're not a tither, this don't apply to you. Because you can't be a robber and a thief. And think God's going to bless you. I'm speaking to the tithers. The Bible says, I believe it was in Nehemiah, it says, in, 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 in the Jewish version, it says, he says, blow the shofar, gather the tithers, and God will fight for you. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, do you give God what is here? Because the Bible says, the Bible says this. The Bible says, when you give what to God, what is duly unto God, you become richer. But when you don't, you become poor. That's what it says in Proverbs. Look at your neighbor and say, do you give what's unto God? See, let, let me tell you this last point right here about the ram. Whenever you have the shofar, which is the ram's horn, in order for you to get it, something has to die. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to have to die to self. But this is the process the horn has to go through when they get the horn. They clean everything out of the horn. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there's got a cleansing that has to happen in your life. Then here you go. Then the horn has to go through the fire. Because when it's going through the fire, they twist it, they turn it to make the shape that it's in and for the sound that it makes. Every shofar don't make the same sound. Because of the fire it went through. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, uh, you don't understand my praise because you don't understand the fire that I've been through. Tonight, some of you came to this conference looking for a miracle. That wasn't even the text I was going to preach tonight. Some of you came here looking for a miracle. And you need God to do it for you. The Lord says, tell them it's here for their taking. But what type of sound are you going to make? 
Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Hey, Cricket customers. Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Yeah! Phone plan streams in standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details.